Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about the local elections. On Sunday 28th of May, Catalonia goes to the polls. In almost a thousand different municipalities, voters will choose the new makeup of their city and town councils and ultimately their new mayor. On today's podcast, we're going to be looking at some of the most hotly contested councils, including an unprecedented four-horse race for mayor in Barcelona. And we're going to try and explain for you some of the nuances of the local elections here, some of the issues on the line, things to look out for on election night, and what might constitute a successful election for the various parties. And there are a lot of parties. Joining me today are Christina Tomas-White and Gifrey Jordan. Hello, both of you. Hey, Larkin. Hi, Larkin. Good to see you. Last week, we were talking about the boss, Bruce Springsteen. This week, we're talking about municipal elections. You really get everything on filling the sink, don't you? And <laughs> I was thinking of the Venn diagram of these two topics. And when I think of people in it, Gifrey, you're right there in the centre. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, although Politics I didn't go Springsteen. to... Yeah, but I, I wasn't involved in the Bruce Springsteen podcast. So, yeah, at least I got the elections, which is... Behind the scenes, though. Yeah, a little bit behind the scenes, <laughs> I have to say, yeah. Always, always. Well, I'm very excited about these elections. I do love a good election, but uh, also because I'm going to be voting here for the first time. Uh, so my first question is, what do I do? Because I believe that, you know, you don't get a little pencil as you go in. I'm used to marking an X on a bit of paper or, or maybe even a one, two, three three putting candidates in order but none of that no nope so you'll go to your usually it's at a school and you'll have a stack of papers different lists different uh, political parties lists and envelopes and that's all you got to do you have to pick your i pick the one i like yep put it in an envelope and hand it in okay don't, don't put two different candidacies in the same envelope Just because it, one. It, it, it'll be void void you know? okay and you're not voting for a particular person you're voting for a, a party, party list. list yeah exactly so unlike in general elections or Catalan elections, in the local elections, people like myself, uh, foreigners are, well, some foreigners are able to vote. Right. So if you're from the EU or a th- list of 13 different countries, I can't really remember them off the top of my head. But yeah, there's we did some a podcast. South America. We did yeah, a podcast on it before, like when we were getting people to register. And my personal annoyance here is that there's 17 people from Trinidad and Tobago that live in Catalonia who are the right who have the right to vote and none of them have registered. Not one. It's probably okay. like, you know, like, a handful of If you're of listening families, to us, maybe, please register. Maybe I mean, all it's of too them are now. under 18. Maybe all uh, them. That'd be a bit unaccompanied <laughs> minors. All of them. Uh, we're not sure. We're not sure. So the election campaign is already underway. We're going to get into lots of nitty gritty about different uh, councils. Uh, but first, maybe just like, what's the big picture here? It's kind of hard to talk about such a big picture when each um, town, each municipality will have its own local issues that people are running on. Um, one thing that you will see in local elections is that people don't necessarily vote for the same party as they would in the Catalan or the Spanish elections. Exactly. You would vote more for the person, you know, so if you know one of the candidates, because it's your So neighbor, even though you're voting for the party, the candidate does yeah, hold a huge sway. Yeah, has much higher influence. And other, like, general topics or national scale topics, like the independence debate or others, don't come that often in the in the local election discussions, you know. So it'd be more rather, I don't know, uh, street cleaning, public safety, and some of these issues 
this these are like the top talking points of each local election. Well, I'd you say. mentioned public safety and actually local councils. I mean, there's 947 municipalities. And uh, so that's 947 very different elections going on. And a lot of individual councils as well have power over a local police force. So, you know, so things like that, how mm-hmm. the budget goes on, on schools and in the council facilities cycle lanes and stuff and yeah green areas stuff like this super blocks in barcelona huge issue exactly however you could see some trend some general trend like in the inland catalonia it'd be like the pro-independence parties would get more votes maybe it's the other parties don't even run in some uh, towns whereas in the barcelona area uh, the trend is different maybe you would get more socialist party left-wing forces not necessarily pro-independence. So, yeah, you can see. Uh, though, though even in the inland, like, Esquerra is left-wing. It's pro-independence, but it's left-wing. So it's not to say that they're all right-wing. No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, inter- it's going to be interesting to see which party gets more mayoral posts and more councillors, but this doesn't mean they will be the most voted, necessarily. So last time yeah. out, for example, Esquerra Republicana, so left-wing pro-independence party, they won the most votes, uh, they had the most councillors, but actually Junts, Junts per Catalunya, which is a pro-independence party, more kind of centrist, a kind of a broad church, pro-business party, they actually had more mayors, uh, so it doesn't always correlate. And the third biggest party in terms of vote, uh, you've mentioned them already, Kifre, is the socialists as well, who do very well in the bigger cities. Lots of tight races, and then we also have a lot of complicated deals being done after the election because, because there's so many parties. We've mentioned the three main ones, but there's lots of smaller parties too. It's quite rare that parties win an overall majority. Yeah, it's very strange that a party get uh, an absolute majority, especially in bigger uh, towns, bigger bigger areas. So there's a lot of uh, fragmentation of vote. However, in order not to get like 27 councillors uh, from 27 parties, uh, different parties, the electoral law says that there is a 5% threshold in order to get councillors. So if your party would deserve a councillor because... You know, the proportion uh, says, okay, you should have a a councillor, but you get less than 5% of the votes, you don't get any. You know, this this is just in order to avoid uh, too much unworkable uh, fragmentation of votes. And some of the parties that might be looking very closely at that 5%, for example, the far-right Vox in some some Mm -hmm. council areas, Uh, Theodidanos, who... Citizens Party, who have in the past been quite a big force, maybe especially in not in local elections as much, but in general elections or Catalan elections, but have fallen away in the last uh, you know few years. Even the People's Party would, uh, got 5.1 percent in the last Barcelona election, meaning that I mean, for a, a thanks to a handful of votes, they got their uh, their two councillors. So. And People's Party, of course, the main opposition party in Spain. And there are elections happening, local elections happening all across Spain and also regional elections. Not in uh, Catalonia. Yeah, in some, some parts of Spain. In some mm-hmm. parts of Spain. And uh, yeah, quite a contrast. PP, for example, just about scraping in Barcelona, if you compare it to Madrid, for example, mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. flying high in the polls. So we do have exceptions about that that we'll hear about later on. Yeah, you'll have to wait. Very exciting coming up. Stay tuned. But first, we are going to hear a little bit more about Barcelona. It is, of course, by far the biggest council area in Catalonia and holds a lot of sway because of that. Uh, Ada Colau, the city's first female mayor, came to power in 2015, 
just about managed to retain the post in the last elections in 2019, and this year it's shaping up to be very tight again. Barcelona's more than 1.6 million inhabitants could soon see more efforts to regulate cruises. A tram that goes from one end of the city to the other for the first time in 50 years. Attempts to create more affordable housing. Many questions emerge for the city's future after the local elections on May 28th. According to the latest poll, there are four main contenders, each with a very different vision for the Catalan capital. It looks like a close race, with Colau narrowly leading socialist Jaume Colboni, the June SPAC candidate Xavier Trias, and Ernest Maragall of Esquerra fourth. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a huge impact on the city's tourism industry, and while some look forward to it going back to what it used to be before the health emergency, others, including but not only current Mayor Colau, have very different views. Only last year, over 19 million tourists visited Barcelona. Should we accept that our economy depends on tourism? Esquerra's Ernest Maragall asked at a recent event. Not at all. We need to regulate tourism. According to him, we have lots of tools to do so. We are not a low-cost city, or at least we do not want to be one. The question of tourism has been very present over the last mandate, especially with the potential Barcelona airport expansion that was rejected because of environmental concerns. Now, candidates like Xavier Trias, who is backed by Junts, have suggested that the expansion should be a part of the city's future. No one wants the airport to have an impact on the La Ricarda Lagoon Nature Reserve area, he said. But, he argued, everyone wants an agreement so we can have international flights that are as compatible as possible with having a sustainable airport that works. Transport in Barcelona is not only about planes, but also about mobility within the city. Whoever is in power next term will have to decide if there will be a tram that ends up crossing Barcelona's center again. Current mayor Ada Colau of anti-austerity Barcelona and Comú believes that this is essential as, quote, what we need to do is offer residents more compatible and efficient alternatives to private transport. This, she argues, will get thousands of cars out of the city center and make Barcelona a healthier city to live in. More tourism, of course, means more tourist apartments, which can end up pricing long-term residents out. The city council has focused a lot of its policies on affordable housing over the past four years. But some, including former deputy mayor Jaume Colgoni of the junior coalition partner Socialists, don't consider it to be enough. I would like to hear more about housing and proposals to improve housing policies rather than Alacolau's talk about superblocks, he said recently. How are the candidates proposing to improve access to housing for younger people and for them to stay in the city? A lot of issues, a lot of candidates, and a lot at stake on May 28th. So it's all up for grabs in Barcelona. And, you know, if you look at the numbers needed, parties need 21 seats to get an absolute majority. And last time around, no single party won more than 10, which is obviously less than half. So that, you know, it's like 
that means at least three parties to to get an absolute majority. Yeah, you know, that's that's quite so, difficult. So 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 even on election night, we won't have the whole picture. There'll be a bit of no, negotiating to come no. afterwards. Not, in Barcelona, we've never gotten uh, an absolute majority in the forty years of local elections after Franco died. So it never happened. Never happened. Uh, at least we have polls for Barcelona, but because every council is different, it's impossible to get polls for all the other places we're going to talk about. So there's a few more big polls to come up until I think the twenty second of May. And then there has to be like a, a period of silence in mm-hmm. terms of Poland in the last uh, yeah. last few days before the election. Unless your media outlet has some delegation in Andorra, you know, this uh, this country near um, bordering micro Catalonia, state. this microstate. Uh, so in this case, for instance, it's very typical that uh, El Periódico newspaper uh, from Catalonia, they've got a delegation in Andorra called El Periódico d'Andorra. It's basically them <laughs> but based in Andorra. And from the 22nd or from the like last week before the election, they would every day publish a poll. Really? You know? So uh, everyone tuning in to see the absolute latest polls there? Absolutely. A bit of a workaround? Uh, let's talk about some of the areas outside Barcelona then, but not going too far. Uh, we're going to talk about the Red Belt, uh, which is like this area encircling Barcelona, which is a socialist stronghold and has been for decades. Yeah, it has been since the first elections in 1979 when Franco died. And part of this has to do because it's a very working or at least traditionally, it was a very working class area of the people who lived in the outskirts of Barcelona. Industrial um, area. Very yeah. industrial. In the These are the, the children or grandchildren of, of migrant workers who came from southern Spain in the 50s and 60s. So this 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 explains their left, that why they lean left, but also why they're unionist. Exactly, too. exactly. Some of this uh, community would also lean towards uh, communes, you know, mm-hmm, to, towards mm-hmm. this left to the socialist party, but not really for independence, yeah, former communists, former Green Party, this patches. At a Calais party, of course. And, you know, we're talking about really big cities. You, you know, you might not have heard of them if you're not living in Catalonia, but like Los Pitalet is the second biggest in terms of population city in Catalonia. It's right beside Barcelona mm-hmm. and Cornellà, San Juan de Spi. These are, you know, big population centres. And, uh, yeah, as we said, a place where socialists tend to do very well. Esquerra are often coming in second or as the main challenger. In past election, at least, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see in Santa Coloma, so right next to Barcelona, um, Rufian, Gabriel Rufian, who is one of the main Esquerra MPs in Madrid. He's actually running in the local election here. It's um, his hometown. In his uh, hometown. Um, but last time the party came in fourth. So, you know, we'll really have to wait and see how, how well he does. In some of these towns, uh, what is uh, really at stake is the socialist absolute majority. It is fairly clear that in most of these Red Belt towns, the socialists will win again. But we will see if they'll need someone in order to, you know, garner uh, an absolute majority. Or the other parties, including Esquerra, Mm -hmm. maybe Vox, can prevent uh, the socialist absolute majority. Badalona? was part of this red belt until 2011. Badalona, just north of Barcelona, a place, well, where you're from, Gifre. Exactly. And uh, But it's got kind of a unique situation, doesn't it? Well, we could say that it is like the blue buckle of this red belt, <laughs> let's say, <laughs> kind of thing. Because, yeah, yeah for, for, for many, many years, um, Badalona was you know, governed by the socialists, at the beginning uh, by the communists. But, you know, some charismatic figure 
uh, appeared, searched uh, Xavier Garcia Albiol uh, for the Conservatives, for the People's Party, right-wing party. Which is very rare here in Catalonia because um, if you look at the map, they're only in power right now. They're only in power in Puntons, which is like some tiny little village. And Badalona, on the other hand, fourth biggest city in Catalonia. So to have the People's Party, who you know struggle, they're, they're looking to make that five percent in Barcelona, for example, to have them in the very next city over as the party with the mayor is quite unbelievable. And it shows, I suppose, how local elections can mm-hmm. vary yeah, so much. Because, because in Barcelona, in all the other elections, the People's Party is doing really bad, let's say, or I mean, it hardly gets five, six, seven percent. But in the last local elections in Barcelona, it got 37 percent, you know, and it is Mm -hmm. all down to this figure, this uh, charismatic figure, Garcia Albiol, who's like using his techniques uh, to, to get voters that are not conservative. And he's succeeding. Terrassa is another major city where the candidate seems to be more important than the party. Right. Though in this case, um, we're talking about a former socialist, so Jordi Bayat. So he has very, very different politics from um, Albiol in Badalona. But yes, he was the socialist mayor, but then he stepped down in 2017 after the Catalan independence referendum and created his own party, Tot Partarrasa, because he was against the socialist stance on direct rule following the referendum. And even though he's not openly pro-independence, he says that he's not openly pro-union either. So he, he says that, his, uh, that the city is his, his main focus. So we haven't really talked about Junts much. And we did say uh, towards the start that they actually have more mayors in Catalonia than any other party. So where are their strongholds? Yeah, basically. Uh, so in inland Catalonia, outside the metropolitan area, that's where Junts is uh, especially strong. For instance, in the, in the Girona area, in uh, little towns... And in some county capitals in the inland, for instance, in Big, in Igualada, uh, in Banyolas, in Valls, they came first in all these towns. And they will rival with Esquerra in order to repeat as top force. It's usually this battle. Interesting to see, for instance, in Igualada what will happen. Esquerra is running with the former health minister, Alba Vergés. Very well-known figure Mm -hmm. here because she was in post during the pandemic. Exactly. And and we will see whether the battle will be even tighter than than usual there. So it's very much in this inland Catalonia, all these smaller cities and towns, a battle within the pro-independence camp, isn't it, between Esquerra and Junts? And, for example, Beek, you mentioned, 20 out of the 21 councillors there are pro-independence uh, parties. Or Berga, uh, 16 out of 17. And, in fact, Coop are the biggest party there, which I don't think we've mentioned Coop so far. So tell us about Coop. Uh, yes, far-left pro-independence. Uh, they haven't managed to enter the Barcelona Council just yet, but they're a bit hopeful on the, in this department. They are stronger also in inland Catalonia than, than in the metropolitan areas. Coop being very municipalist, municipalist. If, if, if this All about exists. kind of yeah. local government. But, but then in, in Badalona, they could make or break uh, an election. Exactly, yeah. But in any case, it's true that in some towns, you know, pro-independence parties are like 16 out of 17 councillors, but this doesn't mean that they cooperate. You know, there, there is yeah. within the pro-independence uh, factions, there, there are you know, yeah. different, uh, different ways of thinking and one part in government, the other in opposition most of the times. Which if you've been following politics on Catalan news, this will not come as a surprise. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> 
Okay, so we've talked about the uh, Barcelona and the metropolitan area. We've talked about more rural, maybe inland Catalonia. Uh, we haven't talked about some of the other bigger cities further away from Barcelona. Girona, for example, Cristina, which would be very pro-independence as well. Right, right. So like their Junts and their predecessors have been in power since 2011, which is when um, everyone will know his name, Carles Puigdemont, so the former Catalan president, the one who was in power during the referendum. He became mayor in 2011. Uh, before that, the socialists had actually been in power for over three decades. So it's kind of a bit of a free-for-all. You've got Junts, socialists, anything goes. Right, right. Though in the last election, the socialists were actually the third party, but they were more. They had more votes than Esquerra too, which is very big in other pro-independence areas. So um, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens now, especially as uh, the mayor Marta Madren, as the Junts mayor, is stepping down, or she's not stepping down, but she's not up for re-election. Um, and the new candidate for the party is the former Catalan Research and Universities Minister, Gemma Jace. So, so a, a well-known figure? Right, relatively well-known, but will she be able to retain the popularity not, that Madrena Not in Madrena local politics, is? you're right. Exactly. Yeah, not in local politics, I'd say. So uh, Madrena is obviously much more well-known uh, in Girona, mm-hmm. let's say, probably. She was the mayor. Yeah, though she so was an MP she is still at the time, a mayor. Yes, too, that's in correct. Barcelona. Yeah. So we will see whether, for instance, in cases like Girona, Junts, for instance, wins, but Esquerra, Coop, and the Socialists and Guanyem. create an... Like, yeah. Exactly. Oh, Coop, yeah. uh, which is uh, called Guanyem, Girona, they might make an alliance with Esquerra and the Socialists to oust Junts. Uh, so, yeah. Other cities that are of interest and more really tight battles as well are Lleida and Tarragona. Well, and Lleida was insane very four years close, ago. I mean, very close. super close. 81 votes in the end in Lleida last time around. Yeah, for Esquerra. And over the socialists, yeah. Exactly, over the socialists. So this is one of the main reasons why Esquerra was able to govern for four years for the first time in Lleida. In 30 years, the socialists had been in power for a really long time there. Exactly, exactly. So... We will see, you know, they governed with Junes and with Comuns, which is like antagonists, Junes and Comuns, that they were well, governing together. Like the Comuns left the coalition. Exactly, and it was a bit unworkable. But, you know, you get to see these weird alliances, so we will see who gets first, both in, Je- in Lleida and also in Tarragona, because in Tarragona it was super tight to uh, four years ago with Esquerra losing to the socialists by a handful of votes too, but in the end, garnering an absolute majority and ensuring their very first mayoral post in Tarragona. But also like in other two cities, uh, the socialists had been in power for a really long time, even more so in Tarragona. This was the first time they didn't have a socialist mayor in 40 years. Yeah, it's interesting to, to watch those trends. And I guess until election night, we won't really know because as we said, there, there hasn't been really any polling apart from for Barcelona. And we will find out a lot on the night because, uh, you know, unlike in some other places, the (laughs) the results come in thick and fast, don't they? So voting is from 9am to 8pm. We'll get an exit poll at 8pm, but we'll already know the final results by around, what, 11pm, we reckon? Yeah, even before yeah. 11. Yeah. Even before 11. Yeah. So check out catalanews.com for full coverage on the day of the election. The day of the election, we will have so much coverage. We already do have a lot of uh, articles up on catalanews.com, articles and videos covering all the issues that we've talked about today and more. Uh, so do check that out. And we will have a special episode of Filling the Sink on Monday the 29th of May. 
So that's the day after the election where we'll, you know, we'll probably be a little bit sleep deprived, but we'll do our best to... Yeah, no sleep, Bring no sleep. Well, elections, <laughs> come on, that's so fun. That, why wasting time sleeping that night? No. So we'll do our best to get a podcast out to you on Monday, 29th of May, uh, to tell you everything that's happened. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Christina? Está con gat y gos. Está con gat y gos to be like cat and dog. Yeah, like cats and dogs. Like cats and dogs. Which means nothing to do with raining cats well, and dogs. Well, to be fighting, to be arguing. Like, you don't say that? In English? I don't think... Uh, really I like do. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm not but sure. There's an ocean between... <laughs> maybe you, that might be the reason. It's more American English. I don't know. Yeah, to be... Yeah, to be you never saw the movie? The cats and dogs? Like cats and dogs? Something like that. <laughs> I have to check it we, out. We've got to research that. Está con gatigos. That's us for today. Thank you very much for joining me, Gifre and Christina. Yeah, pleasure, Lorcan. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much to you for listening. We're back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adeu.